<clears throat> hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about how to get yourself to eat healthy food. It's not as hard as you think. I sit in front of you as a person who loves eating healthy food and it wasn't always this way. So how did I do it? Well, it's kind of simple. It starts with how you're thinking about it. You have to understand that every food is good and bad and the way that we think about it is gonna dictate kind of which way we feel about it and ultimately how much we wanna eat it or don't wanna eat it. So there's basically three phases to eating, right? There's anticipation, consumption, consequence. Now, when it comes to unhealthy food, we have been conditioned through millions of food ads that we've seen to focus on the anticipation and the consumption of the food. That's it. And so we think about getting the food, we think about eating the food, and that creates the cravings for it. Now, when it comes to unhealthy foods, or when it comes to healthy foods, we tend to focus on the consequence of it. I should eat the healthy food because it's good for me, but I don't really anticipating it and I don't really enjoy eating it. So which ones we focus on are gonna dictate how we feel about them, all right? So when it comes to unhealthy food, let's start there. This is how you get yourself to eat healthier. When it comes to unhealthy food, the easiest thing you can do is to stop just thinking about the anticipation and the consumption of it and start focusing on the consequence of it, the consequence that follows five minutes after you finish eating it. And the specific consequences I'm talking about are physical, mental, emotional, right? So five minutes after you finish eating uh, ice cream, take a moment and connect to how that feels. This will help you really recognize what the consequences are. And you probably feel full. You might feel kind of phlegmy. You might feel a little lethargic, tired out from eating too much. Uh, that's the physical effect. The mental and emotional effect. The mental effect is what you're thinking in your head. Now, if you're a person who wants to lose weight and you go and eat something that's going to prevent you from doing that, you probably start getting kind of negative in your head, start beating yourself up, start saying mean things to yourself, start thinking less about yourself than you typically would have. And then there's the emotions of it. The emotions could be frustration, disappointment, feelings of failure, shame, guilt, whatever emotions you may feel after you finish that food. And so what we're looking to do here is to change the way that you're eating is to focus on what you're thinking about. Don't just think about the getting the food and eating it. Think about how am I going to feel five minutes after I finish eating it, all right? Now, this is gonna help reduce the cravings for the unhealthy foods. Now, how do we get ourselves to eat healthy foods, right? It's the same process, but kind of in reverse. So in this one here, we're gonna focus less on the anticipation and consumption, right? Because that part's not so great, you know, when it comes to the healthier food, they're not as exciting to eat. They, we don't anticipate them as much. And we're gonna start focusing more on the consequence here. So I guess with both of these, we're really focusing more on the consequence. Um, the difference being that <clears throat> when it comes to unhealthy foods, you've been trained to think about the anticipation and consumption, and you wanna practice thinking about the, the consequence of it. When it comes to healthy foods, you want to start focusing on the consequence as well, because that's the key part. When you think about eating a salad, right? Again, it's gonna taste like it's gonna taste. We want it to at least not be miserable, right? We wanna make it at least neutral. But then we really wanna focus, how are you gonna feel five minutes after you finish eating the salad? Physically, mentally, emotionally. Physically, you might feel lighter, energized, um, feeling strong. Mentally, you feel like a better version of yourself. You're proud of yourself. You're thinking, okay, I'm gonna do this. You know, you're saying nice things to yourself. And what do you feel emotionally? You feel excited, you feel confident, you feel like you got momentum, you feel empowered, all of these wonderful feelings. And so as you condition and train yourself to start thinking this way about foods, 
you are naturally going to change to what foods you eat and how you eat them. And this is one of the most powerful ways to really make a dramatic change in how you eat that is not all built around willpower. This gets to the core of what you feel cravings for in the first place. So start practicing this and hopefully it'll help you a lot. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Let's get some. I saw a couple questions going by when I was talking. Um, um, let's see. Oh, Tonya, I love your program. It's so strange how my mind is changing. Can't really explain it either. Uh, yeah, I know. That's how it works, right? It's kind of cool. I'll take a screenshot of that. Uh, yeah, that's how it is. I'm a big fan of a weight mastery program that works is one that's going to be enjoyable, comfortable, easy, because... It's not about just losing weight. It's about getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life there on near autopilot. And you need a different approach to make that happen. Dieting's not going to do that for you. All right. Um, dieting doesn't work pretty much in any way anyways. So good job, Tanya. Um, Billy says, hi, Jim. Going to be a few minutes late today. That's all right. I'll be there. Um, those calls usually, are, and she's referring to our coaching calls. We have coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday. And we got one coming up in a little while. Um, but yeah, the coaching calls... They usually run hour, hour and a half, somewhere in that ballpark. Um, Shayla says, I'm usually a gym girl, but lately it's been hard. I need to get my ass up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you said that, uh, Shayla, because here's what I would suggest, and I always suggest to people, is that usually when it comes to working out, people are all about the intensity, right? Because again, if you, you want to get fast, amazing results, intensity. But what a lot of people don't really focus on is the consistency. And so... Sometimes, uh, whatever, right? Life happens, you get demotivated, unfocused, whatever, and you're not going to the gym as much. But one thing I like to do is have like a plan A, a plan B, and I even like to have a plan C. And what that means is I just want to keep things going. What I'm most worried about is like, oh, I went to the gym for two weeks straight, you know, and then I didn't go for a week. Well, now it's going to be really hard to get myself back on track. So what I want to do is, yeah, great. Kind of this is the all or something philosophy, by the way. And so... Uh, yeah, I went to the gym, you know, two weeks in a row and I was feeling great. And it was awesome. And then the third week I started and I just wasn't feeling it. And so I didn't go to the gym, but I did a 15 minute video workout I have at home, you know, and then plan C might be, I did 20 pushups. Again, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just something in your mind so that even when you're not going to the gym, you're not doing the, the ideal workout you want to do. You have some other alternatives that are at least keeping you consistent and I'm telling you, this is so valuable because you get out of that. As soon as we're like, oh, I've been doing so good. And then I stopped. It's that all or nothing. It's that binary switch. We don't want that. We want to always be in the game, at least on some level. I'm telling you, it is absolutely life-changing when you do this because there's a huge difference between going to the gym for two weeks, then not going for three weeks, and then trying to get ourselves to go back all the way to two weeks again. Um, it's a lot easier when we go for two weeks. And then we kind of eased off and we were doing like the home workout or the push-ups for a week and a half, two weeks. And then we got back to the gym and it doesn't feel like a big jump. Um, we're, we're kind of bridging that gap a bit more. I hope that helps you out. You know, that, that's a strategy a lot of people don't ever consider, but it's, I've seen it be very, very effective. Um, Jelly here, any additional advice for perimenopause? Yeah, my advice for all menopause phases... Uh, is this same for insulin resistance, <clears throat> hormonal issues, thyroid issues, uh, any physical challenge you have that's affecting you? My advice is always the same, which is to really focus on the lifestyle piece of this process, okay? So in my world, Program Yourself Thin is really built on the weight mastery pyramid. It is mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so we know menopause, insulin resistance, hormonal issues, thyroid issues, 
these things affect your body on a deep level. They, they affect you biochemically, hormonally, you know, all, all these different ways. And um, they can make weight loss more difficult. So what we want to do is we want to kind of counteract that, mitigate those, those effects. And the lifestyle process is one of the best ways to do this. And so when I say lifestyle, what I specifically mean in order of importance is proper sleep, um, relaxation. No, no. <laughs> I say this a million times. I'm a brain, brain falling. Um, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And if you get these eight things in your life on a consistent basis, a lot of times those will nullify whatever uh, menopausal issues you're dealing with. Right? And again, I, this is coming from someone who has not gone through menopause, doesn't expect to, um, but has my entire career, 90% of my clientele has been women in some form of some stage of menopause. So I promise you, yes, it's a real challenge for some people. You know, some people, menopause doesn't really affect them much, but it's a real thing. All of these things I mentioned are. And so we want to address them on a physical level as well. And again, I think that's where the lifestyle piece comes in, you know, to, to help you with that. Um, yep. Again, we want a holistic, comprehensive approach. What's up, Karen? How's it going? Um, yeah, we want a, a holistic lifestyle approach to, to mastering your weight. We don't want to just, just reduce calories, you know? It's important that there's more. Um, so, yeah, and then it becomes easier. Yeah, you're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, when you when you start approaching this with a more comprehensive plan, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I'll say that, and again, I, I mentioned those eight habits, and I says, oh my God, that's a lot to do. Well, it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? You can pick, I list them in order of importance. So, you know, pick the one that's most important to you and that feels you want to aim at right now and work on. Um, and then there's strategies that you can implement a lot of those. I teach the master, master ritual in the program, and um, that's a one, two-minute technique that you can get you can hit six of those um, habits, you know, just in a minute or two. So again, being practical and strategic with what you're doing is a crucial part of what I always help people with. Cause you know, really what the diet industry is, is it's people telling you the perfect plan, you know? And uh, the perfect plan is often not something you're going to do, nor should you, <laughs> you know? Like, it's like we've gotten, we know so much science about everything and it's like, so people always put these perfect plans out and it sounds great, but then you, it's so difficult to do it. So I think it's important that you be practical and, and base whatever you're going to do on what works for you. You know, I think that's the key thing. Um, but if you do approach it, uh, if you do approach it uh, holistically, not just trying to cut your calories down, I think that's a smart move. It's funny, I, I got, I don't know if anyone even know me, you hear me talking about the, uh, you hear me talking about the uh, Weight Mastery Pyramid. And uh, I was just showing it to someone. It's cool stuff. But uh, it's not quite ready yet. But uh, if you want to get your hands on that training when it's ready, go to my bio and click that link and get the hypnosis session I give you. Uh, that's a good session. But then you get on my email list and then I uh, give you a training, three steps to master your weight, give you a bunch of stuff. But yeah, if you're really serious about losing weight, let me help you. Let me help you because uh, the diet's probably not going to do it. Right? It's not your fault. not your fault diets don't work. Right? You've been sold a bill of goods. Sold a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right? You ever think that? You really like, I was thinking like cigarettes, I, you know, I, I was talking about these because 
cigarettes are fascinating to study. You know, it's um, because cigarettes are like one of the most addictive products ever created. But on top of that, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see you, Karen. The lives are awesome. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, so whatever questions you have, you'll see. And it's fun even hearing other people's stuff. Um, but the cigarettes, not only is it a really addictive product, but it's also, it came at a time when all of a sudden, like, propaganda marketing was all of a sudden on a mass level. And so it was a combo factor. And then corporations, right? Corporations didn't exist before 1900s, right? So you had this combination of corporations, mass marketing, um, you know, propaganda, uh, an addictive product. And so it's interesting studying that because we can look at that and learn a lot and we can project that onto the food, uh, the processed food industry now, which is the same as the cigarette companies. <laughs> Did you know that? Did you know that Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally the same company? Yeah, I get it, Karen. I still smoke so hard to quit. Yeah, it's hard to quit. I get it. Um, I've done a bit of work with smokers. It's a challenge, you know. But, um, Karen, a lot of the things we're learning in the program, you can apply directly to the smoking as well, you know. And... Uh, Again, I've seen people succeed with smoking just cold turkey to stop it um, and also working their way down strategically. So you can use that program yourself, that approach of, you know, slowly working down the cigarettes, you know, until you get them all, all gone, you know, and just using that same model, but just apply to cigarettes. It's very effective. Um, and then Easy Way by Alan Carr. That's a great book, too. But yeah, the smoking's tough. You know, you don't need to hear any more negative stuff about it, you know, but it's a... Uh, it's a tough one. But if you study that, if you study the cigarette industry, because that preceded the food industry, you know, and what they're doing. And right now we're stuck in this reality where we don't see, just like, you know, cigarettes for a hundred years, no one knew they were even bad for you. Right. I know you take it for granted now, but no one thought cigarettes were causing lung cancer for a long time. Even though it seems obvious now. Right. But uh, no one was thinking that. And it's going to be just the same thing with the food. These foods were put in our body. You know, these processed foods are, are very bad for, for you physically. They really are. Not not like cigarettes. Like, they're not that acute. But um, it's, it's it, it kind of creates the same problem, right? Um, cigarettes end up causing lung cancer. And these processed foods, a diet high on processed foods, is associated with all kinds of cancers. Heart disease, diabetes. Right. But we don't think of it that way because we're constantly conditioned to minimize the damage these foods are causing us. You know, I always say that at some point in our lives, I can almost guarantee there will be warning labels on food products, just like with the cigarettes, you know, but we're not there yet. So you have to get out in front of it because this is your life. This is your health. You know, yeah, Billy says, I was shocked to hear about Ben and Jerry's. I know it's crazy. Yeah. They, they were bought by Unilever. Unilever is the company. And, um, yeah, Unilever, for those of you that don't know, owns SlimFast too, you know? So again, you get you get it coming and going. You're getting, you know, the, the cigarette companies are making your, yeah, yeah, a lot of foods aren't allowed in other countries. I know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, once you know that, and, and then I go back to the cigarette thing too. I, I don't know how old everyone is here, but if you're my age even, you know, um, you know, we, we went through that with the cigarettes, right? You just whatever you thought about cigarettes. And then there was all that, like all those advertisings and all that, those PSAs educating us. And now we think differently about them, you know, and, and that caused a huge decline in cigarettes. So what you know and what you think has a huge impact on what you do, you know? Um, and so that's why I always say to people, you know, the, the biggest thing impacting your weight is your mindset and you never learn how to change that. But once you do, it's the most powerful thing. So it's a, it makes a pretty profound change. 
Um, what do you think about diet soda? Uh, I don't love it. I don't love it. Now everything's relative. Okay. So if I was overweight and I wanted to lose weight and I was drinking soda, I would probably switch to diet soda right off the bat as an initial thing. Okay. So I'll make that clear. I'm not a purist. I, I'm not an all or nothing person. I'm a get 1% better today than you were yesterday. And then tomorrow, let's get 1% better than that. Okay. So diet soda is better than regular soda in the sense that it's less calories, right? So that's going to help you lose weight most likely. Everything else staying the same. However, uh, there are some negative impacts of diet soda. The biggest one, in my opinion, is that it, 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 it trains your taste buds to want um, very sweet foods, very hyper palatable foods. You know, that, that those diet sodas use the artificial sweeteners that are very, very sweet. And so if you're drinking diet sodas during the day, uh, when you go to eat an apple or some vegetables or a salad, it's going to seem extremely bland, right? Because our tastes are relative. And so, again, there's no calories in it, but it's it's really training your taste buds to, to prefer hyper palatable foods. And so I think in that sense, it's going to make it harder to eat well in a way that's gonna help you lose weight. So I'm not a huge fan of diet soda in general, but again, everything's relative. So, um, you know, th that's what I think of it. Um, but I don't love it. I, I like, again, as much as possible, I like to move away from processed things. Cause on top of that, there's just like, there's never knowing like what these foods are really doing to us. You know, it's like, I don't wanna be a guinea pig. I don't wanna be a guinea pig for these foods and these products. Um, no, thank you. I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, I like drinking water. I drink coffee, but again, I like keeping things on a natural level, um, because it trains my taste buds to like natural things, you know, which isn't to say I never eat processed stuff, but I, I just don't like to. I stopped drinking Diet Coke in April and I felt so much better. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just like, you know, again, read the ingredients. And here's the thing. I, so this is, this is a good example. Let me a chance for me to kind of explain the program yourself and approach in kind of a unique way, a different way that I norm normally don't do. Um, so typically someone might, so say you're drinking diet soda and somebody say, oh, I got to stop drinking it. So they take their willpower and say, okay, I'm going to stop drinking it. But in that case, you never change the craving for the diet soda, right? You're, you're craving your diet drinking soda behavior and you comply to everything, by the way. This is all your eating habits. Uh, but let's just say your diet soda habit. You have a diet soda habit and most people say, okay, I got to stop drinking. Or you have a regular soda habit. I got to stop drinking it. And they use willpower to just stop themselves. But they never dealt with any of the subconscious nature of it, right? They didn't, they didn't change anything to reduce the craving and desire for that soda, okay? So one of the ways you can do this is very, very helpful. And this is a form of programming is to look at the ingredients on the side of the bottle or the package, whatever it is, and research them a little bit. You know, like five minutes of research is worth a pound of willpower, okay? Because what I mean is this. Um, if you research diet soda and the ingredients in it, and you research what some of those ingredients do to a human body, it's going to change the way that you think about that soda. Most likely, it's going to reduce your cravings for it because you're going to think differently about it. And now you don't need so much willpower to stop it. You've reduced the, the desire. <clears throat> and you do this with cigarettes. If, you're, if you are a non-smoker, it's not because you're fighting cravings all day. It's because you don't have cravings, you know, because of the way you think about the cigarettes, you know? 
and even non-smokers, people, you know, so again, I understand if you never smoke cigarettes, you don't have the physical craving. Um, but even non-smokers that have been away for, for a while, you know, it, it's not they're fighting cravings all the time. They think differently about it. So that reduced the cravings, you know, and at least there's a big piece of the puzzle. But I'm not surprised you hear a lot better when you stop drinking Diet Coke. Diet Coke in no way can I imagine is going to make you feel better. You know, it's, it's a, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, even that, like the artificial sweeteners, that's something actually, that's a little blind spot for me. I don't know what the artificial sweeteners do to your body. You know, there's a theory and I don't know if I buy this. I don't know if there's a lot of science behind this, but one theory as well is that, you know, when you taste something sweet in nature, it usually implies that there's going to be more calories coming. Okay. And so your body in the anticipation of calories will actually start to ramp up insulin production. Okay. And when you ramp up insulin production, what happens is it lowers the blood sugar glucose levels that you have in your body. And when your glucose levels start to lower, guess what? You start to feel hungry. So I don't know, you know, like there, there's that theory. I don't know if I haven't seen enough science to that's a hundred percent, but theoretically it makes sense to me. You know, that if you're drinking a diet soda that's sweet, it's sending a signal to your body that, okay, here come the calories, get ready. Insulin goes up, glucose goes down. And now ultimately you're, you're cranking up the hunger a little more you know, than it would have been. I don't know. Is that true or not true? The, the, the science is kind of still out on it, but you know, I don't know. Again, what I always say to people is, is experiment, you know, test it out. Stop drinking, um, stop drinking diet soda, stop drinking soda for a little bit and see how it feels. See if you feel better. And, uh, I think that's the best way though, because your own experience of things is better than any studies, in my opinion. You know, we got all the studies in the world. And at this point, you know, it's just so easy to get confused about what's what. Um, but if you always base it around, uh, you know, what works for you and what doesn't work for you, I think that sends a stronger message to your subconscious mind um, of what to do. And that that's a good model. You know what I mean? Is really basing what you're going to do on how you respond to things. And, um, yeah, making, again, not even just making the your desire to eat better and healthier and live healthier about losing weight, but to make it about more things, having more energy, feeling like you're living up to your values and your beliefs, um, you know, all that stuff, living a more congruent life as the person you want to be. So there's a lot of ways to expand your motivation. So it's not just about the scale going down or, you know, smaller, you know, size clothes, you know, something like that. But anyways... All right. If you guys got any questions, you can ask them. If not, then we get out of here. I got a call coming up in about a half hour for uh, my program, Program Yourself Then, the best weight loss program on the planet. And it goes even a step further and teaches you how to master your weight. Imagine that. Um, but it's the stuff. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. You go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session, get the training. You get daily emails I send that are wicked good. Uh, teaching you, training you different stuff that you probably don't know about. Even though you've been trying to lose weight for a long time, there's a lot of things you don't know that would be really helpful to you. <laughs> the weight mastery one is, the weight mastery pyramid is the stuff too. Like I said, I've been kind of testing out with a couple of people showing it to them and it's, it's good stuff. It'll give you a lot more context to how to master your weight than you probably have right now. Mm, loud cars going by. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll help you. Because if you've been struggling to lose weight, I can guarantee you a big part of it is that your mindset is 
not supporting you. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. Yeah, I love the truth of what you say. Be safe. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's the beauty of getting out of here for free. Is I can say whatever I want, <laughs> you know? And uh, that's it's a, it's a nice place to be, I'll be honest. I like that. But uh, yeah, I hope it all helps you out. And keep an eye on the TikTok. I got some new videos coming out. I think they're pretty good. And uh, yeah, I'll be, so we'll be out looking for you. So have a super day. Talk soon. Bye.